The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the show radio. It's episode 618. This episode is packed with NFT, NYC information. We talk a little bit about the Xbox Showcase Extended. Also, we spent a lot of time speaking about PlayStation Plus tiers, plus the cloud gaming, and definitely lots and lots of conversation about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is probably my game of the year. Let's face it, it's probably my game of the year, but I definitely wanted to uh, give you a heads up of what you're about to hear in this particular episode. Uh, We did touch on the Xbox app on PC as well, so lots to cover here. Some showcase information as well, which is uh, pretty exciting. The Capcom showcase, we talked about the Xbox extended showcase. So there's lots to unpack in this episode, but definitely wanted to do some house cleaning. Make sure you subscribe to the show. It is available on all major podcast platforms. Subscribe to the Pixel Block which airs first on G Media, and then I archive those episodes on This Crypto Life, which is my Web3 podcast. So guys, enjoy episode 618 of the show radio. Thanks for listening. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the show radio. This episode 618 of the show. I'm your host, Andrew. Hey, guys, and I'm Danny. And this is your source for tech, gaming, and entertainment news. Daniela, I'm excited because we get to talk about some something I've been waiting for for a long time. We finally got a release date. The game is actually out, so we'll talk about that and some other things. Uh, Turtles has been fun. And we'll, we'll go more on that later. But Daniela, how are you? What's happening with you? So much work. So much. <laughs> I'm just, I'm burnt out already. Um, I got today off, which is, you know, this new federal holiday, Juneteenth. Well, actually, it's the 20th. But since it falls on a Sunday, we get the following day off. But it's, mm. it's pretty good. Um, you know, I'm just trying to get through life here <laughs> one day at a time. And at the end of um, this month and beginning of July, um, the company actually puts on a 4th of July show, but they never, ever put it on the 4th. It's never held on the 4th so that people can enjoy that day with their families doing whatever. Usually and traditionally, it was always held on the 3rd. This year, they're having it on the 1st. <laughs> That's so it's interesting. The 4th of July on the 1st. It is, but they have a, an amazing fireworks show. And it's legitimately like the first day after these next coming weeks of work that I get to actually spend time with my family. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that and just catching a breather before we get into another hectic schedule for, for July. So, with that being said, I haven't gotten to touch. TMNT yet so I can't wait to hear what you have to say because I know that you have been like engulfed in it I have I have it's so good oh my gosh it's so good but yes we'll talk about that later uh for sure definitely have thoughts on 
on how they can even add some additional things that will make it even better than it is. Like, that's definitely a 10 out of 10 game, but I'm excited uh, for everything that I'm currently playing in the Turtles game. But a couple of things, a couple of things I wanted to mention uh, that's happening right now this week is NFT NYC. NFT NYC is a big event where all individuals who are into NFTs will congregate in New York City to see the latest in art and fashion and technology, et cetera, et cetera. So what was interesting about that particular event is that I applied originally for it uh, as press and I did not get approved, but I applied for a giveaway and I get the giveaway. So I, I won the giveaway for NFT NYC. So I'll be heading there Tuesday. Tuesday is the 21st. So depending on when you listen to that, I'll be spending there pretty much all day there on Tuesday, uh, hanging out with people, meeting up with some individuals that I've interviewed um, for NFT stuff, whether it was on the Pixel Block or even uh, this Crypto Life. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and then Wednesday, uh, there's some evening events taking place. I think I'll participate in those. Uh, and then Thursday, there's another one. I may participate in that. But there's also this, um, which I haven't really talked about yet, but there's also this uh, talk show IG live thing that, that may be happening uh, early afternoon for me on Thursday. Uh, so pretty much all this week is there's something happening every day with the exception of Friday, from what I understand. But the NFT NYC is going to be from uh, the 20th to the 23rd or 4th. Uh, I think that is, I just want to double check that. I think that ends on Thursday. So that'll be the 23rd. So, so I'll be involved in that in some way, shape, or form, really networking and just um, meeting some of the individuals that I've had conversations with in the last couple of months related to NFT stuff. So that's going to be fantastic. And then recently I got connected with G Media with that contract and what I do for them that has opened up some other conversations, you know, to network with some different people as well. So excited about that. So that is, that is this week right now. So far, okay, starting the 21st at probably 7.30 a.m. for me, which is the earliest that I've gotten up in a long time. So, so that's that. So um, I, I'm definitely grateful for the giveaway. So I think there were, I think, about 100 entries, uh, 100 allocated for the giveaway, from what I understand, which I'm sure thousands of individuals apply for that giveaway. So the odds of that is truly incredible in my opinion. So I'm grateful for the opportunity to even check it out um, in this capacity uh, this week. So those are some thoughts for NFT NYC. Uh, Daniela, have you seen anything related to that? Are you paying attention to anything what's happening in that particular space right now? What are your thoughts? I'm paying some attention to it. I'm not going to align with this way the market is right now. I'm a little bit little bit a little bit shocked over there but i have seen the stuff for the nyc nft meetup and everything that's going on that sounds really exciting i wish i could be on that side of the country because <laughs> there's some really amazing talented people and, and great community that's like attending and, and and super pumped that i've been seeing online um that they've been talking about and I, i've seen i've seen the twitter spaces being held about it I, i'm a little bit jealous yeah, it's, I hope it's you have definitely fun a and lot. I can't, I can't wait to see you. Like, you know, I hope you share and I don't know, maybe puts out some tweets. I don't, I don't know. Maybe send me a yeah. DM. Let me know. How it goes. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking if it's even, um, 
if I even want to bring like some equipment, you know, like we did the uh, cyberpunk interview where I had, you know, the phone and the mic and the splitters and the tripod stuff that that seemed to work so good. Right. That um, it was so unexpected for us on how people responded to those conversations, you know? Yeah. And it was just a simple setup. It was make sure the phone is charged. We had a tripod. We had an audio adapter for the phones. We had a couple of mics. We had a splitter. And that was a nine volt battery. And that was it. And that really yep. did everything. And I was speaking to someone today in regards to like production. And they were saying to me that they spent over five, $6,000 on equipment. And they know someone who spent even more, like double, triple that but they're not getting viewership or anything like that. And, and I was just sharing with them, like, we don't know what's going to hit. Right. We don't know. Right. It's as long as the audio is good and the video is somewhat good, you might get, you know, a big, you know, metric spike or whatever for whatever you're doing. And, and so we don't know, but it's like the, the, the price that you pay for the equipment doesn't equate automatic like views and subs and all those things. And I think that's a tough lesson for a lot of individuals, but we were rocking like minding our own business, you know, E3 2019. And we're like, okay, let's just, you know, set up this little thing, this rinky dink tripod and let's just connect this wire to this little audio box. And shockingly those conversations did way more than than we anticipated so so the point is it's not really the equipment per se but um you know a dope background a dope backdrop always helps right because we had some dope back, backdrops for e3 everywhere was a a poster a picture perfect type of poster moment right yeah. anywhere that you wanted to set up a tripod and stuff like that so that really helped too because it definitely gives uh the people watching the the vibe of the moment so that's always fantastic but I don't know. I might bring some things like that. I'm still debating um, if I just want to do audio version of those conversations and then turn those into podcasts for this crypto life. That's an idea or just do them as video. I don't know. I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence because that means I have to carry equipment all day and I don't have those backpacks that have the built in tripod holders. Right. So. That means I would be carrying the tripod all day tomorrow. The tripod is like the biggest pain. (laughs) Yeah. Like I would have to carry that all day tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't want to do that. But yet the tripod saves me so much time because of what it does. Right. I don't have to hold the phone. and, And that's, you know, anyway, that's a long rant for just saying, hey, use what you have. Be able to bring it. Plan accordingly. Get a bag that actually, you know, has the holders for the tripods and stuff like that. And you should be good for any of those type of events. So, so that's that. NFT NYC, excited for that. Uh, next thing, um, any final thoughts on that before we go to the next thing? Just hearing you talking about that again, I miss events. I really so do. I, oh, I miss people. I miss the chats. I miss the the connections. Oh. I, I, I really hope that we're able to go if if we're lucky and if, you know, the universe says it's so that we can attend D3. Um, that'd be amazing to get back into that again. I will be going to TwitchCon though, so 
and get get a That's little bit exciting. of an edge because yeah, three years, man, three years without without traveling. This goes against my like DNA here. It's really hard. Yeah, I mean, uh, so so TwitchCon is when? And that's in October. Okay. So okay, very very okay. excited about that. We we finally decided that we're we're going to go. Um, so I got to start planning for that and booking stuff. But um, no, like I think we've always been such huge advocates for being smart with your money and and investing it wisely and not, you know. It's nice to have those several thousand dollar setups, but not from the get go. I mean, you can you can do amazing things, especially like with phones right now, how good the quality these cameras come with and how many different companies offer, um, you know, different types of equipment. So you can utilize your phone specifically for these reasons um, that are really affordable for most cases instead of just, you know, buying, you know, the really expensive um you know, DSLR cameras or video cameras and all of those things like it, it, that's a you build up to that. You don't need that. You just make do with what you have, I, I think, is just a great word of advice in general. Um, even if you stick with it for a long time, if it works for you, don't don't fix what's not broke. But don't make yourself go broke. <laughs> right. So absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm definitely excited for like just walking around the city again. Right. I'm I'm pretty close to it, but I don't do it enough. Um, I grew up in a city. So just walking around the city has always been refreshing for me and just a, a good recharge. I don't know why. Then some people hate the noise and, you know, the smell of New York, whatever that is and all those things that come with it. But I, it it's always been a recharge for me. Uh, whenever I go. So, and I've been working on, on my, uh, my fitness, you know, with my bike that I have here. So I've been doing 20 miles, you know, every other day on the bike. So I, I do feel that my legs are stronger than they've ever been. So that in and of itself is exciting just to experience what my body is going to endure, whatever, however much I'm going to be walking, you know, tomorrow uh and and new york for you know for the event so i'm excited i'm excited about those things too so but that's all we have there uh nft nyc this week um definitely tune into twitter spaces and and even you know i'll probably post some pictures depending on what's happening what i see you know capture some of those things as well so the uh, next thing that we have is xbox showcase extended uh there was a lot of things that um Caught my attention more so in a, in a inspiring way, right? I think there are many sections there. Of course, it's always good to see individuals that you know that are uh, participating in the events. That's always fun. And then some conversations that matter uh, for individuals who are considering entering the space of either hosting or production or just working for specific companies. Uh, so, Daniela, what did you see for that caught your attention for the Xbox Showcase Extended? Um, nothing directly in particular. Uh, I just really liked having a deeper dive and having, you know, these faces that we see more recently that, like, it was great to see Paris in there and they were talking about, um, you know, the flight simulator, getting to of all these planes. I thought that was, I think that's just really cool. It's just more down to earth. Um, 
I I think I actually liked it a bit more because you're just this personal relationship and 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 just seeing the conversations happen. That was my biggest thing is I really enjoy those. Yeah, I think that um we have so much so and for individuals I'm going to take this route. I'm just going to think about this for a little second here. For individuals who are creating content and and looking for things to talk about on their shows whether they're producing podcasts or video stuff, I think the fact that we have so many things like this whether it's the uh, showcase extended or things that Jeff Keighley recently did with Summer Games Fest or, you know, Final Fantasy, I think it was 25th anniversary, all those different things, or even Nintendo, I think they're doing a Xenoblade showcase or whatever this week. Uh, whatever those things um, that, that are happening, there's so much to to cover in the space if you're creating content. Now, within those uh, bits and pieces of content production, there are inspiring stories, right? There's the Sarah Bond conversation with Aaron uh, that who hosted the event uh, as with uh, Malik. Uh, that was pretty dope to, to see that particular um, hosting uh, by them. And also the event itself was pretty dope. Uh, the Sarah Bond conversation was absolutely fantastic. Uh, the Stalker 2 uh, se- uh, segment, if you will, was truly inspiring from going from having the ability to create in such a um, great environment to an environment that is very, very war-torn in so many different ways to still try to produce something uh, for individuals to play. So so there's a a lot of different emotions that played out for me during the Xbox Showcase uh, Extended. But the thing is, like, as much as I, you know, complained and and belly-ached about Turtles not being out, until recently, right? I think there's a lot that goes on with development that I have no idea, right? Absolutely no clue on what process it takes to, you know, make an animation work for a particular character and for me to enjoy the character, you know, drop in, drop out co-op, you know, that stuff being seamless on the networks, crossplay. I have no idea how those things work. So just just to have um, a different lens when I'm thinking about games being delayed or anything like that, you know, additional patches or anything to, to, to that degree with the way the world is today. And depending where you are, gas prices and maybe uh, cost of living and and as I mentioned, war-torn, you know, countries and territories and restrictions based on what you can or cannot do, you know, by way of being a human in certain places or whatever, right? And I think that we're in a place now where we have all, we get all this production and we grade them, whether A, B minus, you know, B plus, I think that's traditionally what, where, what we do now but still have no idea what it takes to bring all those pieces together for a production. So I'm just really pulling back to have a better appreciation for that of the hard work that goes to make those things, you know, even possible when it comes to the showcase. So, uh, caught my attention stalker two for sure. And the inspiring story, short documentary, if you want to call it that, that was attached to it. Uh, Sarah bond, just, um, welcoming individuals to even consider Xbox as a company to work for, uh, in any capacity. Or, or even how to get into the industry and what it takes to 
to do that. It seems very difficult for a lot of individuals who are considering uh, this space, whether it's the hosting part, the production part, or a content creation part. But at the end of the day, it's really a lot about great relationships and you being um, at the right place at the right time, which can't happen all the time, but the right relationships, they're a great launch pad to kind of set those things up for you to walk you into an opportunity. And I say that with, uh, with knowledge because G Media, um, just to be you know transparent, uh, I filled out no resume. I did no cover letter. I did no interview. Okay. And my experience that I've done in the last couple of years, whether you first five, first 10 or whatever, spoke for itself by way of a catalog of work, a body of work, because some people think I just got here yesterday and that's fine too. And then I was presented to them in such a way that where they were compelled to have a quick conversation about being a host on their particular platform. So it's about who you know, it's about who knows you. And I think that uh, if you haven't taken the time to even watch that conversation with Aaron and Sarah Bond, I think there's a lot of gems in there that could maybe change the trajectory of what you're currently doing. Yeah, don't narrow yourself or put like pigeonhole yourself into something that you're not like you don't have the confidence for. Just put yourself out there. You just have to. Yeah, absolutely. So so that's that's what it is. And a lot of the opportunities that people get, they're just, you know, they're talking online. They're not trolling. Okay. They're yeah. actually having authentic conversations. They're being um they're being critical about the games that they play in a respectful way. Okay. That stands out. The trolling stands out too, but the sh- the trolling is not going to get you any opportunities. Um, so so those things still are. I, I, we repeat this thing over. We we always repeat these things, and it seems like every year they don't change. They just continue to affirm themselves as the standard of how things are done, even though there's no structure. Right, meeting the right people. Well, what does that mean? Well. There's an event local to you or local enough. Are you going? Right? So you can go down the definitely line of that. Should. You definitely should, right? If there's individuals that, that are being mentioned in a showcase and it says, uh, you know, director of programming, lead of this, associate producer of that, audio production, you know, a person of this, if those are like disciplines that you're in, wouldn't you want to write that name down and see if they have a Twitter and start engaging with them online? I think that's a good idea, right? Yeah. Just, just little things like that. You never know. Like people are, most individuals are human and they will interact with you. Uh, if you really say, Hey, I appreciate your work. I appreciate what you did with this particular level design. I'm surprised that you were inspired by this game. I used to play this game with my mom or my dad or whatever people are, you know, you get the point. But anyway, I get it. so Outriders. Okay. So Outriders played for free on Steam this week. I think that's a couple of days. Maybe that's like the 20th uh, to the 23rd. So check the dates on that. Outriders on Steam. A uh, great game. Uh, I played, played that. Um, it didn't. Um, let me think about this for a second. It's definitely Gears and Destiny inspired in a lot of ways. And I think that it suffered from additional content on a regular basis. That's my opinion on it. Did you check out Outriders? 
I did. It just didn't capture me to want to keep playing it. Okay. Yeah, it was an interesting game. They had a loot system as well. Um, great character design. Uh, just the way they try to be seamless with the scenes, I think I didn't like that. Uh, I think that um, it felt like loading screens without a loading screen in a lot of different ways. So I think that part was a, l- a little bit of a turnoff. Um, yeah, aside from that, beautiful game. And I may even download it just to look at it again uh, on Steam, if I'm being honest. Uh, so there's that. Uh, Xbox Power On Documentary is awarded a Daytime Emmy. So, Daniela, <laughs> let's talk about this real quick. Uh, okay. Thoughts on this? It must have been really, really good. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. We didn't know about this until this week. Like, I had no idea. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> exactly. We had no idea that this existed. I literally started watching like the first, I think it's like four or five parts. I literally started watching it today. Today being the 20th of June. And I was like, this is really good. It talks about, you know, the the TV marketing and Xbox one and all in one system. So that's the first episode. It, it goes into that a little bit on how people were listening to it and how the internet was responding to that messaging. And, you know, Don Matrick, you know, made an appearance, uh, Larry Herb made an appearance and some other, you know, prolific individuals in the gaming space. So we're talking about that. That was the first part. So I'm going to watch it. You know, I, I want to go through that. Uh, documentary and there's other game doc documentaries that that do a good job as well so that's actually on the xbox youtube channel if you go there you'll find the power on documentary on that and you'll also find it on amazon so if you do power on documentary you'll find it on amazon as well and it's it's well done you know it's just i had no idea it existed which is weird i don't know how how we missed that. So maybe, maybe we're the only one, Daniela, but I, I don't think we are. I don't think we're the only one, but it won a daytime Emmy, which means it's pretty good. So I'll be going through that and checking that out. So I think that's, that alone uh, is a reason to go and check it out. Like, what is it that made it worthy um, to get a daytime Emmy? <laughs> because i mean i'm not saying that like all documentaries are bad but it's not like um it's not something that you would necessarily expect i guess but right now because of that i'm like okay now i have to watch this because it has to be really good if you were worthy enough to get this exactly exactly so so definitely check it out it is on amazon it is on the xbox youtube channel uh that that's the update on that and Capcom Showcase, Daniela, that is all you. What caught your attention during the Capcom Showcase? It was nice, short, and sweet, but um, it was definitely all of the Resident Evil um, things that they had to come up with. Like the Monster Hunter style flow is really, really cool, but um, I I tried it on, like, I don't have a huge history with Monster Hunter, but I did get my first ace of it on PlayStation. And I guess I didn't really mentally prepare myself about really how grindy of a game it is. It wasn't bad. It's just that I really had to put myself in that mindset to constantly be hunting the same monster to get, you know, armor, to get weapons, to do all this stuff. And I was just really terrible with my timing of my hits. But that's just that's just me. But it didn't make it a bad game. It was just really like that learning curve of it um, and it being my first experience. 
So it's not, I wouldn't say that like I'm, I'm a huge, huge fan, but I get what people enjoy about it uh, the most. And I just didn't have that time to really put into the game to get that full experience. So I'm not trying to gloss over the Monster Hunter stuff that everything is there, but it did, did have that. And that was really cool to see. But really it was, um, it was just the, the Resident Evil stuff, which is a huge part of, of me and, um, you know, being able, like one of those times in my life where I sat with my dad really to, um, play Resident Evil. So that's always going to vibrate with me. <laughs> and, um, I, I, I absolutely loved it. Um, the biggest thing is that they're going to be, I think this, I think it was this October, um, that they're going to be introducing a third person view, which is what Resident Evil has always been like, kind of like a little bit over the shoulder camera view, which is a huge thing for me because I can't play a whole lot of first persons. Like I did Final Fantasy, not Final Fantasy, uh, <laughs> Resident Evil 7 um, in in first person. It was it was OK, but I had to take a lot of breaks in between that. So the fact that they're going to be coming up before is an update. Um, to have like over the shoulder view has has me really excited and then like they have some uh they have the village dlc that's going to be coming out they're getting a whole whole slew of it uh which is really cool then you have um resident evil um reverse it's it's just huge and i i absolutely love it and i i can't wait for you know October to come around and I'm going to definitely just try my best to clear out stuff um, to jump back into that. Um, getting a deeper look into Exoprimal as well, too. Uh, I was, uh, you know, that's the one with the, you know, the mech suits, kind of the heavy duty armor with the dinosaurs, which is such an yeah. interesting combo. But that looks fun um, to get into with some friends. You know, it's kind of it's a team based, but you're also going against this other team to, you know, try to complete these quests or tasks before the other team does. Uh, that was a lot of fun. And then uh, Dragon's Dogma Anniversary Edition there. there ten, um, it's going to be... That's that's something that I know a lot of people have told me I got to gotta go and play and, and check out over these years. And I haven't yet. And I think I, I, it's high time. I probably should. Mm, okay. So that, that, those are the, the biggest things for me out of, out of all of these things. I know you don't like Resident Evil. Too scary, but I'll enjoy I it. I you have. I, please do. Please do. I did in the beginning. I played one, two uh, with the uh, discs, right? I did that. The, the two different uh, sides or, or perspectives. I did three, I did four, I think four was called Veronica, right? Um, and then five became the action game, if you will. Action adventure type. Resident Evil 5 felt more like an action game. Six felt very arcadey. All right, so I played one section in six. And then from there, I, I didn't play seven or anything else that came after. So, so I've played a lot of, of those early on when they first released those titles. Even Silent Hill gave that a shot. But um, for me, it's, it's just a, the jump scares. Like, I can't do the jump scares. Like, even even the movie Get Out, I couldn't tell you what that's about because I'm still, like, debating if I want to watch it. And then you have this new movie called Nope, right? Which 
looks interesting as well. And I need to watch those movies because I need to know what's going on with them because I know it's a mixture of not just um, uh, scares, right? There's a, a deeper message and and get out from what I've gathered, right? And I'm interested to see what they're going to do with the movie. Nope, right? So I think that um, it's the jump scares. I can't do the jump scares. I, I could barely do Stranger Things. Uh, and I think that is uh, an amazing show. I started watching that. I think I'm somewhere at the end of season one, maybe touched uh, season two, episode one, maybe. But um, that's a great show. I do hear that that's a great show. So I don't know. I don't know what it is or what will make me change that. I think the the greatest, um, if there were a level that I would stop at, I think I'll go as high as Thriller, right? But I don't mind doing like true crime or all the crazy psychological, you know, behavior science type of shows. But if it says horror on it, I'm out. I'm out. Oh, man. Yeah. That's like so I'll go. My favorite yeah. genre across everything. Books, movies, games. I am there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'll go as high as thriller, psychological thriller, right? I think that's just like on the cusp of not necessarily horror, but I mean, it's heading in that direction, right? Because it gets uh, pretty crazy. I, I don't know if, um, yeah, I think that would be like the closest thing before you start heading into the horror side of things. But horror is jump scares and true suspense you know, a lot of tension and you get it, barely get the tension released throughout the movie. And then another jump scare. And, oh man, I don't know, man. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. I like Mm-mm. that thrill. I mean, I, I think I like being scared. I don't think it's been a while since a movie or a game has really super scared me. Uh, the last one definitely has to be Silent Hill. Like there was a point where I just, nope, 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 turned it off and I didn't return to it till for like, I don't know, a year. <laughs> um, But I, I think I just like that thrilling feeling. I mean, I even love like horror, horror theme escape games. Oh, yeah. Anything to, to get that heart pumping. Yeah, I'll, I'll just ride a fitness bike for that. I'll just I'll just do that. <laughs> that that's more predictable. I'll do that. Um, but yeah, but I do have tremendous respect for, you know, Capcom because there's so many games over the years that I've played that has shaped, you know, what I currently play today, you know, from the fighting games uh to even even like the Resident Evil stuff. I may not necessarily play it, but I'll watch somebody stream that and be part of that journey with them as a viewer, but um, interactive Resident Evil? Nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'll pass on that. Uh, I'll pass on that, at least for now. For now or forever. Who knows? We'll see. Um, Final Fantasy, I believe, was 25th anniversary. And um, that's a beautiful game in so many ways. Final Fantasy 7, the remake, you did play it at E3, right? Yeah, I and I got it at home over here too. And you know yep. what? This this 25th anniversary. Oh my goodness. There is so much good stuff. Oh. Come on. Have have you tried it? You gotta play it. 
I did not try it. Was there like a demo right now? Um, I don't know. Well, I don't know if there is a demo for it, maybe. I'm not too sure. If there is, if there is, I'll check it out. Um, I I realize certain genres now I get bored really, really quickly. And unless the RPG has a lot of action in it, then I might get bored. But I think it Final does. Fantasy it does have a lot of action. It has a lot of action. Right. It has a great story and it's visually so beautiful. Right. Which is why I think Final Fantasy will make the cut for me to uh play a game when I'm not playing, you know, my go-tos, right? So um it's definitely on the radar and and even like the way they're naming some of the um I guess these subset uh I don't know what you want to call them, extensions to the Final Fantasy world right i think that uh, that's exciting for like super fans i mean i don't consider myself a super fan of final fantasy 7 but i i remember that there was one character that i really hated uh which is sephiroth right and i think we all feel the same way <laughs> if we played final fantasy right so outside of that i think they've done an incredible job uh reimagining the series you know for present day and and the systems that we have um that can handle uh, the the graphical um, goodness that we're seeing from those titles. So, yeah, I'm excited for Final Fantasy. Will I play it right away? Probably not. You know, maybe like a, a collector thing later, you know, but um, I'm excited for those who love the world and are super fans of it, for sure. Yeah, so the next, um, the second game for the Final Fantasy VII remake is officially has a title. And a loose area when it'll be released. So it's going to be called Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which would be available next winter. That is so incredibly vague. That's probably the only thing. I I really dislike those types of dates. <laughs> you know when you're getting that, right? When? December. Not December. <laughs> Not soon enough. <laughs> Not soon enough. You'll probably get it December if they ever so release anything in December. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I highly recommend if you haven't checked out the trailer, go and check it out. It looks really good. Um, I don't want to spoil it for anybody because I feel like it's definitely one of those things like you just you just gotta see it. If you're if you really loved Final Fantasy Seven, um uh the remake, then you you're gonna wanna jump into this. I th- I just love the way that they always present um for any of their games really, not just um for seven. So I think I think yay. But there is um there's gonna be a third one. We don't know any information on top of that after this, which is perfectly fine with me. Um, because you want to build up the hype and the draw for the second game first before like play the second one before you want any available next winter on the PS5, and then you know they announced Crisis Core. Oh my goodness, which is the prequel really to Final Fantasy VII and it has a, a, a focus on Zack Fair, um, who's also a Buster Sword wielding a soldier uh, and he oh my goodness so if you, if, if you haven't played or you don't, you don't know Crisis Core um, actually was uh, on the PSP which I still have mine and we still have that game and it was really really good, it went with me everywhere um so to have them doing this, uh, this kind of new game, kind of like a full whole remaster of it that's going to be available. Um, also, it, I think that's this winter. Yeah, that was this winter. 
and it'll be across everything. You know, you got your, your PlayStation, Xbox, Steam, and Nintendo Switch. Um, amazing. And then, of course, you have um, the Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate that'll be available on Steam. Hmm. Yeah, I love Steam. Yeah, I'm I'm loving Game Pass more and more too. Oh, I I'm loving them all, which I I think we're going to be touching on that a little bit um soon. But yeah, they they did announce some stuff for their mobile games. That's probably the one thing I haven't really kind of really invested much time into is Final Fantasy's like different series of their mobile games. Um one of these mm. days maybe I should give it a try. I I just I'm not drawn to those. Mm. But Maybe I should try. Indeed. Indeed, yeah. Uh, that world is is beautiful. Final Fantasy, the soundtracks, whatever you want to call them, scores, they've been all amazing, right? And even when you go to like live performances and you see those things, right, Daniela? Like anything oh like that. Oh my God, that memory, right? sounds, visual. Oh, it's going to live with me forever. Yeah, they, really they've done do an incredible. Vinyl. They do, and they have the Final Fantasy VII compilation vinyl. It's like $40. I don't have a record player or vinyl player. And you just collect mm. it. Collect it. It'll never leave its packaging and wrapping. They collect it and get a vinyl player, you know, at some point. Yeah, and then whenever that happens, I might not want to open it. Right. (laughs) It's so good. They they do an incredible job, like, putting together those events and stuff like that. So, So that's Final Fantasy 25th anniversary. It felt like it was, like, more years than that, but... I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Uh, So, all right. So, Daniela. Andrew. This game (laughs) is probably my game of the year. Really? It it probably is. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so, so if you love the Turtles and you've watched the movies, even the later movies, okay, and you've played any Turtles game, uh, from the, you know, NES, you know, SNES days or whatever. And you haven't played Tur- Turtles Stratus Revenge, then I don't know. I don't know what you're waiting for. Um, if you're waiting for the right time, if you're waiting for, you know, having liquid to buy it, that's understandable. Uh, but if you have Game Pass and you haven't played it, but you love Turtles, I don't know what you're waiting for. Okay. Because this game is the best Turtles game yet, okay? Because it encapsulates every single Turtles game from the past and all the different things that you've enjoyed, including the voice actors back in the day and what you love about all of the characters from the four Turtles to April to Casey Jones to having Splinter as a playable character. So like the bosses from back in the day, Rocksteady, Bebop, Rat King, you know, Shredder, Krang. I mean, you can go down the list of all. I guess you can consider this some impression or review or whatever you want to call it. But this is 10 out of 10 across the board. If you're a Turtles fan, 
nine out of 10 if you just happen to be the one reviewing it and you barely like coin ops. There's nobody that can play this game and they either like coin op, action, side scrolling, fighter, you know, walk around type of vibe and not give it at least an eight out of 10. And I'm not big on ratings like that when it comes to games. Uh, I was over that like three plus years ago. But for those who are like playing these things for review, I would be surprised if the game gets anything lower than an eight. That would be shocking to me if you're the review person, right? But overall, this game has everything. It has nostalgia. It has all the music feels. All the characters are well done and unique in their own way from their movesets to their um, their uppercut type of moves to what you enjoyed about the weapons that they use, whether it's Leo with the swords or Raph with the size and Casey Jones with the hockey stick or whatever. Uh, Spencer, you know, uses bare hands. You know, April happens to have a mic in her hand. She mic drops, you know, at the end of the stages and stuff like that. All the stuff that are so cool and memorable from back in the day and and incorporating that into like a 16-bit um, framework that we can enjoy on screen with great fighting, you know, arcade style uh, gameplay where you can just play. And if you just die, like you used to play in your arcade because you ran out of coins, there's a mode for that. There's a story mode. There's an ending for each character. Uh, I think I, I leveled up three or four characters already. Uh, the cap level for each of the characters is level 10 at 2000 enemies, you know, destroyed, if you want to say that enemies like, you know, yeah, I'll just say destroyed. Um, So I I ranked uh, Raph was my first one. I love Raph. He's a powerful character. Uh, Leo was second. Donnie's third. Uh, Well, um, Donnie is is fourth. Uh, Mikey is is third. So I ranked up Mikey, Raph and Leo already working on Donnie. After I'm done with Donnie, I'll probably do either Master Splinter by April O'Neil. And then I think you get like, uh, and then Casey Jones will probably be, be towards the end or something like that. So if you rank up all the characters, they all have different endings. You get an achievement for not only beating uh, the game with all the characters and seeing the different endings, but I think you also get an achievement for um, ranking all the characters up. And the, the cool thing about this game is not just, you know, the gameplay, the music, blah, 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 and all stuff that people have been talking about. It's the fact that it has crossplay with epic as well as the xbox stuff right so i could drop in drop out co-op like right now not while i'm you know recording this but i can drop in drop out co-op at any time and it gives you the characters that are currently in that match when you're looking at the screen for the drop in and drop out co-op so if i'm using leo and someone's already in a game with leo then i would just go to another game and someone's not using leo and i could pop in and level up my character and just keep going on and on so the game has made it incredibly easy to drop into anybody's game or create your own party, whether it's a private party, public party, or um, just friends. I think those are the three options that you get. Every, yeah, I can go on and on. Okay. I'm glad that this is not the last topic because I can go on and on. The game is incredible. Everything about it is incredible from the map system. looks like the, the Mario uh, map back in the days. Would that be Mario 3? Which one started doing like the, the the world map? Was that Mario two and Mario three? Um, oh, you're putting that. Yeah, I think I, I think three. I think two. Yeah, I'm just thinking out loud. You know, with I think two two did it. Mario two did it, I believe, and then Mario three did it. Definitely Mario three did it. 
uh, for sure. For the world map where you're going, you're moving the character to go to different things um, and go through the different stages. I don't think the first game, the first Mario did it. Um, so um, I might get blasted for that. But definitely Super Mario 3 did it with the world map. But the Turtles game, there's one of the games, I don't remember if it was like the first uh, one for um, NES, they did kind of like a world map where you can kind of like move the thing around to go into the stages, which was pretty cool. So they pretty much like upgraded that to this game where you have a world map where you're going through stage one, two, three, replay some stages. They even have uh, side missions where you can help out different characters in the game where you can get like VHS tapes. Uh, and then once you get all the VHS tapes, you get um, like additional points. And then those points help you rank up faster. Uh, top, you know, ranking number is um, 2000. So it helps you get to 2000 a little bit faster. So if you're at 150, you know, someone could give you maybe 75 points or somebody else can give you like 25. And then you can find those things within the game as well. Whether you find like a bento box that you pick up, and it could be like a plus 10 points. So that's less that you have to defeat to get to to the next, you know, uh, numbers as you're ranking up the character. So everything about it is amazing. I mean, everything. Every, everything that there's there's just nothing bad that you can say about this game unless you're like a super hater or, or something like that but um the only thing that i am looking forward to and hopefully they do that i think there was an additional turtles character that wasn't in the original set right so you have leo raf uh, mikey and, and don but there was another character um another turtle and it'd be interesting to see if they add other characters that were super allies of the turtles um, as additional characters for DLC later. Of course, the bosses would be the bosses in the game, but I'd love to see who they would consider adding that are friends of the Turtles. And I think that's something I need to Google, like friends of the Ninja Turtles, right? I don't know if you could add Batman. That'd be kind of weird uh, with the crossover, even though they were in an animation thing with Batman not too long ago. Um, so that would be interesting. But Anybody that would fit that mold of a side-scrolling a coin-op type of uh, fighter, if you will, who would they? Who are friends with nin the Ninja Turtles that they could easily fit into that particular game? That would be good to see what they do uh, by way of DLC in the future. But overall, to me, it's a perfect game um, because I'm a super fan. But there's always room for improvement. Uh, there are things that are kind of weird. Um, if I had to have a gripe, when a character leaves, they stand there for a long time and then then they disappear. If that was like a shorter process, that's I mean, that's a really a light gripe. If that was a shorter process, that that'd be, you know, that'd be cool. But um, outside of that, everything about the game is, is really dope. I have it installed that when I have the chance that I can put towards it, I'm ready. <laughs> it's great. It's great. How, how is that? It's great. Because it allows up to six, right? I think it's six. Six players on screen. Yep. Six Heavy players dragon. on screen. I have seen six players on screen in a lot of my games. And I think uh, typically for me, I tend to see those towards the end because there are six, 16 stages, I think. And then the 16th is Krang. And then Krang right after that is um, Shredder or a Super Shredder, right? And the soundtrack is dope because there was one stage where 
I think there's a, a Wu-Tang track with, for the Ninja Turtles that plays when you're fighting Shredder, which is absolutely dope. Okay. Um, so that in and of itself is pretty fantastic. And yeah, so six people can be on screen and that is like frenzy, right? And there's a, there's a button. I think it's the, um, the right, tr- the left trigger pops up the player number that you are. So like if you lose yourself on screen, you hit the left trigger and it'll pop up player one or player two or whoever you happen to be in that game. So that way you can see where you are and kind of like recalibrate while you're playing. That's a pretty uh, cool thing. I believe that they added. So you never get lost in, and the, um, you know, the frenzy that's happening on stream, especially if it's a full game. And then the other thing too, is like your super meter, super meter get, get charged by, um, you taunting. So if you taunt, it will charge a super meter faster, or you can charge it by, you know, just doing combos and, and hits and, and things of that nature. Uh, so that's pretty good. You can get up to three meters for the super meter. Once your character is leveled up all the way. And it could be me, uh, but it seems like your character gets much stronger as you're leveling them up. That may be a placebo effect for me because I'm getting more comfortable with the character because I'm taking the character from one, you know, uh, foot soldier killed to, you know, 2000, right? So I think that that's just the nature of a natural progression. It's like if you play Ryu for a long time, then, you know, year one, you may be okay with him. But year two, if you've been playing with him since year one, you know, things seem to be, you seem more powerful with the character because you're better with them, right? So I think that's probably like a placebo effect for me that um, maybe I feel like the character's getting faster or I'm, I just know the character a little bit better. So just some side notes there. But uh, yeah, up to six players on screen. Um, when all the characters do supers, it's pretty fantastic. When a character gets down, you can you know, um, pull LB to, uh, pick them up, you know, it takes a couple of seconds, but you know, the enemies are going to make sure that you don't pick up your character. So you have to do that strategically. If they're down, you can pick them back up. Or if their energy bar is really low, you can do, you can give them a high five and you'll exchange some of your energy bar with theirs. If you do high fives a couple of times, which is kind of cool. So if somebody's low and you know, the pizza is not going to happen, for the next maybe two sections, you can high five each other a couple of times. If somebody's bar is, you know, fuller than somebody else, and then you can help out in that way. So it, it speaks and breathes teamwork in every way. Um, and that's what makes it uh, truly special. I'm glad you got to talk on it. You feel better there? No, I don't. I can talk <laughs> about it all night. All night, but we're not going to do that. Um, but yeah, Turtles uh, Shredder's Revenge, definitely check it out. Um, definitely check it out on Game Pass. It was day one on Game Pass, released on the 16th of June. Um, it's definitely available on Steam, so check that out as well. Maybe some other places as well. But um, it is a fantastic game, and I love it. I love it. I love it. So, uh, Daniela, this is all you, because I have not turned on my PlayStation in a long time, and I need to. Uh, but uh, since Spider-Man is heading to PC, I may not necessarily have to. But uh, PlayStation Plus tiers, okay, plus cloud gaming. What's happening with the tiers for PlayStation, and what did you change, if anything, recently? All right, so they finally, like everybody's been waiting for this to happen, where they're going to have their new tiered subscription models, which I believe kicked in June 13th. 
14th sometime last week it did um but yeah you're right so 13th you 13th um so yeah i missed the 13th because i was off somewhere else i upgraded this a couple days ago but um basically your if uh your prior to this changeover uh your playstation plus turned into their i believe it was their essential pack so you still have all those same things. You get your two monthly downloadable games, discounts, cloud storage. Uh, and, and that, for the most part, stayed the same. Um, they added on the PlayStation Plus Extra, which gives you the same thing as Essential Tier. Plus you have, like, you know, additional games that's added on for their, ca- um, their catalogs for PS4 and PS5 games. And then you have, you know, the premium, which is the top echelon tier over there, which is what I actually upgraded to um, because they have you have your your classic catalog, all their previous games from their previous um, consoles, which is probably why they took it off of, um, you know, the store, stop supporting those things to be included into this premium package. Um, you also get access to um, different game trials and cloud streaming and that is the reason why i kind of wanted to upgrade because i really wanted to see what that quality is like and how seamless it is so there is a playstation plus app that you can download for your pc and it's uh i I did download it i installed it uh because this is like the first iteration which i believe over the years to come as they continue on forward with this this app i hope would get better because if you remember what the xbox app was like it was kind of a hot mess um i didn't originally like the xbox app um (laughs) the one that you download from their site or the one that's built into your windows pc already um it wasn't it really wasn't intuitive it was very leggy and slow and clunky i didn't like it but over the years it's definitely gotten better in its gooey and its look for the the xbox one so when you download the playstation plus one don't don't expect huge bells and whistles it's very plain very like here's all the games must play that's it that's that's all it is it just has a library of games that you have access to um and you know you you can look at it you can see your list you can make your list you can see your play history but you can't see like a friends list you can't add friends to there you can't join a party from there it's just for the game so i'm hoping over time that changes that looks better it right now it's just a game library of what what they're offering for your package and you can download and install this now regardless of what um playstation tier you're subscribed to but you cannot play the game so if you do not have if you only have essential and extra you can look at the library you can open up you can see like a little bit more of a description of of the game but there's the two buttons it will be get started or add to your list if you click get started it opens up the website link telling you you got to subscribe for this and um that that's basically all it's going to be you're not gonna don't don't expect to be able to edit your profile not none of that so i did upgrade to premium and this is what i found interesting because i was using my ps5 controller because it says that it, it like uh in the description, it says use, you know, compatible PlayStation c- controller to your your PC. So I'm thinking, well, PS5 controllers, <laughs> most recent one, why wouldn't it work? Um, 
my computer obviously recognizes it and I can use it if I play any like Steam games. I Heck, I can use it to play Xbox games if I wanted to. But the PlayStation app wouldn't recognize it as a usable controller to be able to start a game. It just kept saying, get started on their PlayStation app. So I had to go dig out my uh, my PlayStation for a controller, find my micro USB cable to connect to my computer. The moment I did that, which is which on top of their website, it does say PS4 DualShock controller use that. But I, I just don't see the logic as to why the PS5 controller wouldn't work. Like that just didn't make sense to me. But the moment that I hooked up my PS4 controller, um, it worked. It changed to instead of saying getting started. It just said start. It loads up on, on my PC relatively quickly, goes through the process of, you know, um, the same thing when you're putting it into your, your PS5 or your PS4, you know, it starts building the libraries, making sure your save files can be there if you have any active on the cloud. And and then it starts playing and it looks beautiful. So one of the things is if you if you have a pretty standard Internet, like. Five download speed, you're going to only get really 720p. If you have something that's better than that, which I think most gamers kind of do have a better Internet speed, um, it's recommended that if you want to play in 1080 that you have at least um, 50 megabyte uh, download speeds for that. Uh, it plays pretty smoothly. I got to I got to try it out just before uh, we started recording just so I can talk about this. Um, I actually loaded up Miles Morales just to see. But uh, it's supposed to save to the cloud so that you can go ahead and play it on your PS4 or your PS5 and continue on in your story there. Um, things that you're typically used to having on your PlayStation, which I understand you're not going to have it on here. Like there's no social like you can't share it to socials. Um, screenshots it's, it's, that part isn't but to be able to play the game itself not a problem so right now with its infancy and it being new not even like really a week of being out it's okay i like having this availability here because that's one of the things that i really loved about xbox game pass is that you have that Xbox library available on your PC and now you can have the PlayStation library, as long as you have a PS4 controller, um, available to you on PC as well too. Now, the one of the differences is there is no mobile gaming, so Xbox still has that um, for them going on. They have the cloud gaming, you can play it on your phone. PlayStation does not, so don't expect that. I don't know if that's going to be there but I think it'll be really cool if that becomes available down the line I can't remember if Xbox no Xbox didn't offer that immediately I don't remember how long that's that's the thing how long in between when it came out to there to it being available on mobile devices so if PlayStation offers that I think it would be pretty nice to have I don't know how I feel about the $120 price point though that comes out Yearly. roughly to yeah. $10 a month. If you really break it down. So that's, that, that's, that's kind of where I'm feeling this. Um, there's more games I want to try out, but the, the library isn't too bad. There's some games on here that um, I've been wanting to try out. Obviously, Spider-Man Miles Morales is on there. Um, that's one. But 
with this being said, now I'm definitely at that point where when it comes to my Steam library, I have to really, really look back and see, like, can I get this on Xbox or PlayStation now to play on my PC? I have to really correlate that because there's some games I bought on Steam that I I see like, oh, man, it was on Xbox. Why did I buy this? Refund. Mm. Yeah, so it's, it's um, it's not bad. If you want to give it a try and you're curious about it, um, over time I'll definitely give more updates about my experience. If I came across anything that was like, no, or it was really, really not a really good connection for a great gaming experience, over time I'll definitely like update on that. No, that's cool. That's cool. Like even with um, even with Turtles, I started playing on Game Pass as soon as. I started playing it on Steam. I was like, I'm just going to focus on the Steam one because that's where I play a bulk of my games right now. So although I love the Game Pass for what it gives me an option to do, play some games that I may have never checked out. You know, a lot of day one things are going to happen uh, for Game Pass, which is exciting. Um, but um, I'm, I'm focusing a core of my gaming on Steam. And and hopefully in the future consider like a Steam Deck or something like that. But um it's um it's exciting. It's definitely exciting times. So this thing for the plus PlayStation Plus, three hundred and forty additional games, including PS3 games available via cloud streaming. You know, that could be, you know, a a good thing for a lot of folks. Classic games available, both streaming and download options from the original PlayStation, PS2 and PSP generations um is definitely worth looking into that's all i'll say definitely check that out um and then uh, the last thing that we have daniel last but not least uh which uh, you mentioned the xbox app the xbox app on pc will now predict if your machine can run a game before you download it so we'll talk a little bit about that and then um you know give some wrapping thoughts and stuff like that any thoughts on that um, yeah, I noticed that um earlier also well when I was um trying out the PlayStation Plus stuff that there's certain games that definitely um showcases it. If it's recently added, I did notice and it makes total sense. If it's recently added, um it will tell you performance check not available yet. So I'm sure they're compiling that information based off of current PC users who is downloading and trying out the games based off of their rigs and compiling some nice large database that, hey, compared to X amount of users that have very similar, if not the same setup as you have, had a great experience and no problems playing this. I'm sure that will be updated for the recently added games. Games that have been on there for a little bit now, um, when you go to install it, they should, it says, for me, it says, should play great on this PC. So it's nice to know. It's nice to know ahead of time, except that if, you know, it's recently added, you you don't know. You're just going to be a part of that test pool of of players. It's nice to know, but it doesn't apply to you, right? Because your machine is a beast. You don't know. I don't know, but it's still nice to know. I mean... I nine, right? Is that what you rock in with some other fancy yeah. things? <laughs> so 
I think right you're now, good for a while. Right, right now, I think mine is pretty. It's it's me. It's on the medium tier, but the higher echelon of the medium tier, just below the really great godlike ones. I'm happy with it. I'm not yeah. complaining about my PC. It's, it'll last me a few more years. Yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. That's that's so that they're doing that. Uh, the only thing, um, if I had a, a challenge with the Xbox app on PC, is when I connect on a call and I'm, you know, just having a conversation, it disconnects me a lot so i don't know if that's a port situation i need to investigate and um i need to look into that a little bit more because if i'm hanging out you know with folks on the app i get disconnected a lot i have to reconnect and rejoin that party um so that's a little that's the one thing know. that xbox has always been consistent on their party chat system has always sucked <laughs> yeah so consistency i see on that yeah, I'm trying to figure out, like, do I need to look at the ports to make sure the ports are open in the system, which I haven't done. I know I've talked about it, but I definitely need to consider doing that to see if that helps at all. Um, and if it does, then that would pretty much fix all my issues with the app, because in terms of downloading, you know, games, uh, I have a uh, dedicated external for the Xbox uh, games, which makes it easier for me. I do want to get the um, what do you call those drives? M3 or M2 or whatever? M2 drives or whatever? The yeah, one that yeah. plugs in directly to the board? Yeah, I want to look into that at some point. But um, that's the only issue that I have with the the Xbox app on PC. Just the disconnections and stuff like that. But outside of that, you know, I can browse, get what I need, you know, download that to an external. And then uh, even Ninja Gaiden, I recently downloaded uh, the first one uh, to check out and it plays really well. Turtles plays really well on that. Um, and if you haven't heard anything in this entire episode, play Turtles, okay? Stratus Revenge. Do that. Please do that. Uh, any final thoughts, Daniela? Get out of here. Um, Just one more thing to add on to the PlayStation Plus thing. Their app does not have a search feature. Just to let you know, that's another downfall. No search feature, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. So, so PlayStation add a search feature. I'll tag them in this uh, for this particular episode as well, because we covered the PlayStation Plus tiers at length. Uh, so I'll definitely tag them. Um, but yeah, the mic is yours. What do you got? Anything else you got? Nothing much. I mean, yeah, nothing much. I, I I love I love wherever our video game world is at right now. So I'm I'm a happy little bee. But oh yeah, it's, you brought it it's up fun. earlier too about Steam is that if I'm lucky, if I'm lucky, I'm in this next wave of um Steam Deck shipments. It says between July and September, so <laughs> hopefully hopefully it's July. Congratulations on that for sure. Yeah, I, I think the reason I'm not really talking about Steam Deck as much is because I'm not mobile. I'm not really a mobile gamer as much as I, I would love to believe that I am. The last eight plus years, even maybe further back, I haven't really had a mobile solution to, to take with me. And I haven't really missed that, right? So it would just be an additional thing to have. What I do want to set up, though, is be able to play Steam Deck games on my projector via the what was that Steam thing that they had a while ago? The Steam um Steam Link the box that was 
Yeah, the Steam Link. Exactly. So the way I have to do that is get a Wi-Fi extender for the living room, put that out there, and then connect the line from the extender to the Steam Link and connect the Steam Link to the projector and then be able to play all my games from there. I think that's one of the reasons why uh, I'm so focused on not necessarily playing all of my games on the on the Xbox Game Pass or just a PC because I don't want to move my PC every time I need to play something um, on there, right? So if I'm able to do the Steam Link uh, with the projector and a Wi-Fi extender in the living room, that would be cool. Um, and all, all I have to do is just plug in a controller to that and just have some fun. So I'm looking forward to testing that. That's still something on, on my list to do. I love my same link. But for me, um, I just like the option of not having to sit either on my couch or at my desk to play my, my Steam mm. games. That's a big thing mm. for me. So I look forward to it. Don't look forward to the price tag. But you know what? I'm just going to claim it as a birthday gift to myself this year. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so that was, that was dope. Like we exciting times. I agree with you. Exciting times that we have a lot of exciting things happening this, this week. Uh, NFT NYC, definitely check out the hashtag NFT NYC 2022. So you'll see a lot of good vibes there with individuals doing stuff in the space or just, you know, taking pictures of NYC and, and all that fun stuff. So looking forward to that. Uh, so I'll be heading out there 7.15 in the morning tomorrow. Probably get in the city by 8 or, well, not 9-ish, which is more realistic. 9-ish, 9.30, give or take. Fully register and then, you know, start the day and then take a break for food at some point and meet some people later on that night or whatever. So, so that's the plan. Um, and yeah, that was episode 618 Daniela, where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram, and all those fantastic things at Miss DJM. And Andrew, where can they find you? You can find me at Uriah, U R I Y Y A. And until next time, take care. Bye, guys. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast.